0: Hello, Evil Inside listeners. I'm Daze, and you are tuning in to Evil Inside Podcast. I would first like to thank all those who have either subscribed or followed any of my social media for Evil Inside Podcast, such as Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and or your podcast platform. Thank you very much for being here, and I hope you really enjoy this episode. episode is called Stratford House. Before I get into the specifics of the story I'm going to give you a little bit of background information on where the story came from. So there is a lady in her mid-40s who didn't live with her aunt and uncle but she was with them most of the time she spent a lot of time with them uh, because she spent a lot of time with her cousins there were five cousins in all Uh, for the sake of the story i'm going to refer to the cousins as cousin number one two three four and five one being the oldest five being the youngest so she was often with them uh, because she was kind of more of a sister type Then cousin they were very close they were always together always playing and so forth so she spent a lot of time with her aunt and uncle and the kids so she was remembering or has remembered many situations that happened in this house and ironically they never really ever spoke of it the cousins the aunt the uncle they all remember the events happening as an adult she remembers these events and she remembers them being somewhere between nine and ten years old and like I said they never really actually spoke about the events so what she went ahead and did is she finally spoke out about it with her family and the story is going to basically go about how she spoke to the different family members about the events that took place. So, here goes the story. She had always remembered the events and remembers that everybody noticed when these things happened and they all experienced several of these experiences together. But nobody really ever had a conversation as they grew up. Years later, gatherings, nothing ever came up. So she ended up talking to her aunt. And the way she went about it was she didn't want to put her own information or ideas or thoughts into driving the conversation. So what she did was she asked her aunt Tell me what the first thing is that you think of when I tell you these few words." So the aunt said, okay. All she said was, Stratford House. And the aunt all of a sudden just kind of was like haunted, spooky. And so those were her first thoughts. So then they got into the conversation about what do you remember? specifically happening she never told the aunt what she remembered her ideas or anything during any of these conversations with her aunt uncle or cousins um, until after the conversation was done so that way she could kind of verify what her thoughts and recollections were so the aunt basically Discussed how she remembers moving out of the home because it was haunted. She couldn't remember the exact time frame of how long they lived at the home. She was approximating it about maybe like eight months total. And she remembered hearing all of these sounds coming from that inside of the house. She was inside the house but the noise was outside of the perimeter of the home. And one instance that was the final straw was, it was a very loud sound of drums, almost like a marching band type drums that was going all around the house, middle of the night, very loud, very loud. Now, the aunt also, describe that there was uh, neighbors that would tell them that the history of the home was that many years past, this house was an actual funeral home. Now, the other thing would be that the aunt remembers that the children, her girls, she had four girls and one boy, that her girls would get up and look towards a door, which was cousin number one remembered this incident, but that she would look towards a door and she would see a man standing at the doorway. She couldn't actually see his face or anything. And that's what the aunt remembers hearing from her daughter, number one. The aunt also remembers instances such as in the kitchen, there would be things that, like dishes and things like that, where they would either fall or they would hear like rattling sounds where they were hitting against each other. Another incident was where the bedroom closet had a door inside it. And if you would pick it up, there was like a little crawl space under it. Um, And it so happened that uh, the uncle or the husband, had gone down there with his father and they ended up finding like a very, very, very old water well. They also found a box uh, with very old newspaper, which was uh, a newspaper that had been closed for so many years. Um, And so they brought those up and they did not keep those newspapers as memories or anything of that sort but they were gotten rid of so those were the things that the aunt remembered so she went on to speak to cousin number two went about the same situation just at Stratford house and the very first impressions or words that came out of cousin number two's mouth were ooh scary negative feeling and Some of the memories that she has was that her parents' closet had a cellar in the floor, which is kind of what we're talking about, the crawl space sort of, and that her dad and grandpa went down there and they found the well part. Um, One of the other things that she remembered was that she was asleep. It was dark um, in the front of the house. Now, the front of the house, it was a room but it wasn't a traditional room it was kind of in the shape of an l uh, and that's where the girls all slept so she was up at the front of the house and then she woke up and in the doorway she remembers seeing a black shadow at the doorway and it wasn't her father but the person would not say anything, would not do anything or anything like that. One of the other incidents she remembers is that the back windows were, would shake and that she heard the, the drums banging and going around the house. And that was part of the same memory that her mom had as well. Um, she remembers being at that home for about one and a half to two years, which she was in about the fourth to fifth grade. And one of the other more scarier situations that happened to her directly, that is cousin number two, is that there was a back room that was kind of behind the kitchen and the master bedroom uh it was kind of a bedroom but also a walkway to the back door to get out to the backyard so that particular room happened to be cousin number one's room and cousin number two happened to sleep there one night and it was late she was covered with blankets and all of a sudden she could feel someone sitting on the edge of the bed now she felt like an impression go down on the bed. She wouldn't look, she wouldn't look because she was just too afraid. And all she did was just remember yelling and yelling for her dad, which the room was just connected right to there. So of course the dad came, came in and obviously nobody was there. So that's cousin number two's accounts of what she remembers from that home. Now, cousin number 4 that was the boy. He was younger at that at that time and he never remembers actually seeing anything specifically. All he remembers is things such as very old antique type things being in the basement. He remembers that the very old newspapers were in there he remembers the water pump that was down below he does remember uh, that his grandfather says that weird stuff would happen um, at the grandfather's ranch and got rid of it Uh, and we'll go into that just a tad more of how the grandfather of these cousins uh, ended up with that water pump. Now, we'll move on to cousin number three. She was one that remembered a lot more of the facts and things that happened around the house along with cousin number one. Um, But for cousin number three, when she was told Stratford House, she, her first thoughts were scary haunted house. Now her recollection is that they lived in that home probably about 1985, um, right around there, and she remembers seeing objects in the middle of the night, different places of the home. Uh, She remembers that Her little sister, which is cousin number five, had a kind of a freak accident. She was probably maybe about three years old at the time where she had fallen and uh, stabbed herself in the mouth. And she remembers the loud banging marching band uh, going around the house. Um, She remembers also the man standing in the doorway in the middle of the night and her recollection of the basement or cellar area in the bottom, she remembers that there were bones mentioned that were down there. Uh, She wasn't sure if it was specified whether they were animal bones or bones that were more related to a person. Uh, She doesn't remember, she just has a distinct remembrance of there being bones. She also remembers the tub or the restroom area. In the restroom area, there was one of those old fashioned tubs with the four legs. Uh, She remembers that doors would just open and close and or rattle. She remembers um, a little shack in the backyard, which could possibly be construed as a garage type thing. Uh, or storage. Uh, She remembers being being there about two years, approximately. She also remembers that there would be a piano playing across the street, which was kind of catty-corner, playing all by itself periodically in the middle of the night. She remembers that the house um, had burned... That caddy corner house that had the piano, uh, that house had had burned down, but the piano kind of was still somewhat intact. She also remembers an imprint on the bed for an instance where uh, I'll discuss later with the ladies memories of different things that happened when she was there. She also remembers that her grandpa um, had the water pump that was found back at his house at the ranch in his little tool shed type area. She remembers that once that tool was there in the back that her, co- her cousin uh, from her grandfather's side had stated that there was just a really va- bad vibe that was back there in the back Um, that you would just feel an instant bad spirit or vibe when you got near the area at the stratford home she would remember the doors just banging periodically windows rattling Um, and then as well she always remembers the sound around the house it was very loud so those are the accountings of cousin number three Now, when I spoke to cousin number one, which was the oldest, uh, her first ideas of the house was that it was haunted, haunted house. Um, She remembers uh, the black hat and coat man, which it was somewhat of the same experience that cousin number three and cousin number two had where they would see like a black shadow man with the black hat, that kind of thing. Um, They would see him in the doorways, but no talking. It wasn't anybody that they could recognize. It wasn't anybody that you could actually see an actual face. It was just a black figure. She also remembers hearing drums around the house and windows shaking. She also remembers that um, the hearing and knowing about the home being like a mortuary home, funeral home in the past... She also remembers the grandpa going under the house with her dad and getting that pump that was found. Uh, She does remember being in her bedroom, which was in the back area before you went to the uh, backyard. Uh, That was her room. She remembers um, sitting in the bed and then feeling a presence, just being on the bed with her. She also remembers the like when she was showering or bathing in the bathtub that you just got that sense of feeling that people were staring at you. She also remembers hearing things, feeling the presence of just people being around. She does also remember the same memory of the piano playing in the middle of the night periodically that was across the um, caddy corner to that house. She also remembers the imprint of somebody sitting when they were all together. And again, I'll get into that portion of that story once I go over her individual uh, memories of that location. She also remembers another incident that I'll also explain of hide-and-seek with the kids and the restroom doors being locked. Um... These were all just firsthand remembrances of them specifically. And cousin number five, I don't have any information on whether she, that she spoke with her to get her accounts only because cousin number five was very little at the time um, that she probably wouldn't remember very much of that home. Now, after she spoke with the aunt and the four cousins, she went ahead and spoke with her uncle to kind of get some background information on that. And first things that he would just kind of say is at that time when they lived at that address was that he had worked um a job where he would work the second shift third shift it was kind of an overnight kind of thing so his wife which is the aunt and the, the kids would all kind of be uh, alone at the home themselves without him and that the girls would always complain of things happening he does remember the fact that them being told that that used to be a funeral home in the past uh, way back when he does remember uh, going down into that little area under the closet where the there were bones there. And he did think that those were animal bones, what um, was for his thoughts, but they wasn't confirmed or anything of that nature. He does remember the pump. He does remember that um, the sounds of hearing like little little things here and there but it wasn't anything that made him think it was some type of entity or anything of that nature. Um, His father is the one that took the pump and the dad ended up selling it and all the weird vibes and things like that stopped over at the ranch. He also remembers uh old, old newspapers, he remembers living there for about over a year, and those were his accounts of that home. Now, to go into the person who was stating the stories, getting these accounts, she, once she asked each individual person of what their account was, she went ahead and told them the things that she remembered and the things that she remembered basically kind of got validated for the most part after all the conversations for with all these people so now to get into her accounts of things that happened in that house she remembers being there probably about nine ten years old Um, If that was the case, one of the accounts from the cousins stated that they thought it was about 1985, which pretty much made sense because that would have made her about 10 years old at the time. And so that kind of aligned perfectly. So again, she was always with her aunt and cousins. They were very close. They were more like sisters and brother at the time rather than cousins just because they spent so much time together now her recollections are probably not as detailed she didn't experience the drums because that would not that didn't happen during the time that she was there the things that she does remember is a few incidents where she stayed overnight They were in the front bedroom where the girls slept, which was the L-shaped room, I should say. And it would be very night, they would stay up late talking and just chatting and messing around, things like that. Well, at the very top of the room, there was um, small windows, but all the windows had um, bars on them at that time, throughout the whole entire house, but there were bars. They would have the windows open so they could get the breeze and so forth but she remembers at night there were many times where they would be trying to go to sleep or they would be talking and then all of a sudden they would just hear like a piano playing so of course they were kind of like what's that and they would start looking through the windows to see where it was coming from what was happening and that's where they noticed the house that was catty corner to theirs because the Stratford home was a corner house. And they would notice the sounds coming from there. Um, And that was an account of cousin number one, three, and then the person giving the information for the story. So that was one instance. She never encountered the black-shaped figure. Uh, with the black hat and so forth she never experienced any of that and that and she does remember periodically having things go on and off such as a faucet in the kitchen faucets would be off all of a sudden the water would be running they'd go turn it off it'd come back on again and they would do that several times she remembers that She also remembers an incident when they were all sitting in the master bedroom and they were all sitting around the bed and then some on some chairs and they were watching TV and she remembers sitting kind of closer to the pillow area and then there was a little space and then one of the cousins was sitting in the next, probably more towards the corner of the foot area and as they're watching tv all of a sudden between them all they feel is the pressure of the bed going down and you can see the imprint of as if there was a person sitting in that spot so you see the imprint of the person sitting there and everybody in on the bed kind of looked at each other and obviously were a little uneasy, but they kind of just let it go only because of the fact that they were already used to all these weird little situations that would go on. So that was one where an actual imprint was seen by her. One of the other incidents is that she remembers one time when they were playing hide and seek. So where the kitchen is, there was a little a door that was a space to the restroom. And then on the other side of the restroom, there was another door that led into the master bedroom. So the restroom was in between the kitchen and the bedroom, and there were doors to access either way. So you could basically just walk right through into the kitchen from the master bedroom. So they were playing hide and seek, Everybody's running around trying to hide and find each other, so forth. And so, she remembers running around trying to find somebody. And the restroom door from the bedroom side was locked. So then, we run around to the other side, which is the kitchen side. Restroom door, and that door is locked. And everybody else had been found already. And so, kind of like, come out, come out, and you know, we we found you. We know you're in there. Unlock the doors. Uh, And so forth. And so she remembers that all of a sudden, everybody was accounted for. And they were like, where, who's inside there? Now the doors get locked. And so forth. And so, because you could only lock it, it was kind of, you could only lock it from the inside, basically. So they didn't understand how the doors got locked. So that was another incident as far as kind of an unexplained story. That is the account of the Stratford home. She remembers it being a kind of a scary situation, but not so scary because it wasn't like an evil type a presence that was trying to hurt them or harm them in any way but they did remember feeling that presence of somebody being there someone um, the unknown of knowing if those bones were human animal related is unknown now the to go into the portion of the water pump when the, the uncle and the uncle's dad went down to get that pump out of the bottom of the basement. Um, the dad, the grandfather, took that to his home, which it was kind of a ranch, put that there. And again, once he had it there, what is said is that there was just this evil presence, weird things happening over at that location now. And then he ended up selling it and getting rid of it because of all those weird situations going on at that location. And as soon as that was sold, that it stopped. However, one of the cousins remembers that her cousin stated that it had still been there, it hadn't been sold. So that's a bit of the unknown on that portion. So she ended up talking to all her cousins about the situations, and this was the first time that they had ever spoken of all the incidents that happened at the Stratford house. Not particularly any reason. They just never talked about it. They just kind of went about their day, but it was very interesting to her that even though they didn't talk about it, that is her story of the Stratford House. Scary, weird, uneasy, but that was their experience. If you would like to see a blueprint of the home as she drew it prior to speaking with all of her cousins. You can see that on Twitter and Instagram along with some other visuals for yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for your support. Please share any of my links and information with any other EI fans that you may possibly know. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Evil Inside Podcast or Twitter at Evil Inside Pod. The YouTube channel is Evil Inside Podcast, and you can also listen on your platform for podcasts such as Spotify, Podbean, or Apple Podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments, suggestions, or ideas below. You can also send me a direct message if you prefer. And until next time, EIers, beware of EI everywhere.